every every night I when I lie on my bed, I, I will do a like there's one tear that will drop. <laughs> like Ben, like you never touched the crazy folk for so long already. <laughs> you know? Then like <laughs> I was always at the start of comfort at the start when I was doing, you know, motion design, I was like, Oh I'm gonna be the best motion designer. Yeah. Is. And then now I'm like emails. <laughs> I'm like emails and go then, meetings. Like, then, yeah, go meetings yeah. at night and then like just this tear. Like what am I doing with my life? Hi, I'm Yanling. Hi, I'm Jace. And welcome to Freelance Creative Exchange, where every episode we talk about freelancing and the gig economy in Singapore and beyond. And today, uh, we're very happy to actually have Mr. Benjamin with Yay! us. Yay! Benjamin. So Benjamin is actually a Singaporean creative entrepreneur. Um, he's the founder of Genesis Motion Design and a partner of Balance as well, yep. right? Um, and also, you know, we recently heard that you're going to uh, you founded Form, which is a creative festival that's going to launch in Singapore soon. Yes, right. exactly. Great entrepreneur, and on top of that, he's very young, as you can see. Yes. <laughs> the care of the skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's yeah. your facial? Okay. Wow, the routine, my yeah, facial routine. Wow, it's just yeah. natural, all natural. 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 Wow. Yeah. So I remember I first um got to know Benjamin. That was like at least I think five, six years ago. Yeah, it's quite some time ago yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. And and Benjamin that time um is is a full freelancer. So um we work with Benjamin on a few projects, and then after that continuously, and hopefully, you know, we will have the chance to work with him on a continuous basis. Like. Yep. Yeah. But maybe you just share with our audience uh, quickly about yourself and mm-hmm. also about the things that you're working on right now. For okay, start. cool. So hi, my name is Benjamin. I run uh, two motion design studios. One of them is Balance uh, Creative, which just started this year. And the second one, which is my baby, um, started in 2015, it's called Genesis Motion Design. So on top of that, I'm also starting something different, which is uh, more of like an events um, thing for creative, which is uh, called Form. And form is actually a design festival, mentorship, and a lot of like uh, reviews and things like that. So watch out for that. Yeah. Great. But yeah. I guess it takes a really young you to find out that, oh, you know, I'm very much into motion design because mm. a lot of the younger creative, I would say, professionals that we get to engage with, a lot of time are not so sure mm, about where yeah, they're going. Yeah. So they're still trying out a few things, right? Like yeah, they are photographer, sure. videographers, and all this. Yeah. yeah. But it seems like, you know, from a very young age, Okay, not that young, but you know, at very early on, you already decided, okay, you know, motion graphic is the way that yeah, I want yeah, to yeah, be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So in terms of when you actually then started, you know, come back from your um, internship in the US and then started freelancing, how was the experience, you know, of being a freelancer at that, at that age for you? where, you know, a lot of, probably, I don't know about your parents, you know, would they have expected you to actually find a more permanent job instead of, you know, jumping around agency to mm. agency like this? Do you face some of the challenges when you first started out as a freelancer after you come back from LA? That's a very good question. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what happened was, I think my parents itself uh, like, are quite supportive mm-hmm. of me doing like design. Uh, they kind of, they kind of knew like during my course of my, you know, my, my school in, in, in NYP that was, that I was taking it very seriously. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't like, you know, just going out and like having fun with my friends and then just like coming back uh, late at home every night and just because I was like like having fun uh, basically it's more of like really like they could see that I was actually doing pushing it and I was trying to I was staying at home on the weekends and I was doing work on the weekends as well mm. um, that's how that's how I, I really like forced myself to kind of grow mm. in that aspect uh. so they kind of saw it so when I was doing like freelancing and, and things like that it was quite they were quite supportive of me 
because um I was still doing what I wanted to do and they knew they knew that I had that short period of time before going to the military that uh that I could use it for uh different experiences. Lah. So when I was jumping around freelancing as well, like um there was a lot of opportunities where I see different studios, different companies, different studios, different agencies, how they operate, uh see their whole structure, you know, um just to understand, you know, uh the whole the whole fundamentals of how everything is run. Lah. So that kind of gave me a very uh like uh, almost like uh it gives me like a lot of uh, an eye to a lot of different different people's different places with different infrastructure and hierarchy so that's that's eye opening for me so when you doing your freelancing was it always in your mind that you want to set up a company own something of your own or was it sort of like let's see what we can do and then suddenly oh yeah let's just form a company because it's easier that kind of, what was your thought process you know yeah. how did it lead you to it I was doing freelance at that, type, that point in time. It didn't, the idea of starting a company didn't really come across. Mm. Only when I realised that after my army, after doing the freelance, that I wanted to... I was thinking of like finding a place to like settle mm. and finding a, a company to work at. But mm. I couldn't find a company that, um, that, has, uh, that has the different cultures that I want it to have. Mm. Because I was working in Singapore, uh, even interning in the Singapore company, mm. and then interning in the US. And then... I realized there was a big culture difference, how they treated, you know, like in the, in the sense the US, I was like pretty much like very, uh, there's a lot of like uh, welfare, la, welfare in that sense. La. Mm. And then like, like in Singapore, there was a good thing that of course, like there's this hustle mindset. There's this like, you yeah. need to get things done and then like there's mm. this pushing. So I couldn't find a place that after jumping around different places, right, I realized that you know, like all the places, they don't have these two cultures that were combining. Mm. So then I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to, I must have do it to my freelance and take it to the next level mm. and like start a company with these cultures uh, inside. So culture has always been our number one priority right. for the company. Yeah, that's interesting. So, how how would you actually um you know address the transition? Because when you are freelancing as an individual, you know a lot of the issues. I mean, sure you have a lot of issues like looking for your clients and things like. But it's still just you, right? You're mm. just responsible for yourself. But then when you actually decided to set up Genesis and yeah. then decided to actually engage employ people, your responsibility brings you to another another level. So how do you actually transit from like an individual to a company mindset? Wow, yeah, that's a very good question. So, um, essentially, it's... Um, I essentially just went out to the sea and I just dived in and I don't know how to swim. La. So, that, that's, what's the whole, that's the whole scenario of it. But, um, like, what happened was, like, I kind of drowned and then, like, I slowly learned how to, like, paddle and slowly, like, make my way and slowly, like, float in the water, like, trying to survive <laughs> kind of thing. But it's, it's really, like, there's a lot... There's a huge transition in terms of, like, freelancing and in terms of, like... Uh, doing starting your own company because when you're when you're freelancing um, you may be booked like for a number of days you know mm. and then you sit in the office and then they'll just they'll brief you you just sit there and then you just do the work and then that maybe something new will be like chasing for like the, like getting payments mm. you know understanding your quotations your, yeah. your quotes and your mm. invoices and things like that but when you're moving to a company there's a lot of different uh, factors in mind for example like um, you now, now I don't as a company I don't work um, on site anymore because we have our own office. Mm-hmm. So if even back then my office was just a square box, which is like I think maybe it's it's even smaller. It's, it's about this size lah. I would say mm-hmm. from here to here, and it's just like a box. And then like um, 
but I still took it as like that's my office. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where I work from. Mm-hmm. And then we had I had to do client meetings back and forth, like different places. Mm-hmm. And as a freelancer, you're just working on one mm-hmm. project. As a company, you're able to work on multiple projects. Yep. Mm-hmm. So like, and then the because you're working on multiple projects, you can't be there. And so that uh, in order to fix that, you need to kind of like jump to different places, get uh, the understanding from different uh, people mm-hmm. before you go back to the office and start working on those projects. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So at what point in time do you see the big break coming for you? Yeah. Yeah. At, you know. Yeah. Actually, to be honest with you, like, I, like, like, I could plan, like you know, my five year plan, my ten year plan, and things like that, right? But like. Mm-hmm. You never know when, like, when is a good time to make a certain move, or when is a good time to hire another, you know, full timer, because mm-hmm. yeah. you really got this upkeep, mm. and things like that, like. And then, you know, at a, at the point I had this mindset, which is I think a mindset that's quite common for everybody, which is like, if I can do it, I'll do it. Like, if I can tank, I'll tank. Mm-hmm. So it's like, at that point when I'm running with that mindset, mm. like I was like, I was taking like maybe uh, four four people job. For like maybe like uh like four projects and then like he's running two projects I'm running two projects and if he can't like finish that then I will have to stack it on top of mine. Mm. So my working hours like went from like on a usual daily basis right it's like ten in the morning until like three in the morning the next day and then like repeat the same process. So it was like a lot of like uh hard grinding like in that mm. sense lah. So mm. I guess the the hardest thing is like really the the timing on when ah but. For that big break, I had to just kind of commit mm. to commit to that. Okay, maybe this is we're getting a bit more projects, and uh, I would love to to do more. And then mm. I I wasn't to be honest, I wasn't really super sure. So that that was the right decision. I had to just mm. jump, mm. like any other entrepreneur that that we just have to like trust mm. and just uh for me for me I I I I'm Christian, so I I trust God a lot. Mm. So for me, like when I I'll do that now, I'll just trust God and I'll just I'll just go ahead with it lah. How about your employee like zero zero one? Like how was it like when you first hired your very yeah your, your first hire? Oh, that's oh. very fantastic. <laughs> very good question. So like we've got the first hire, first full hire, and then I got the zero point five hire. <laughs> so that 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 uh the zero point five hire right, the very very first employee, I thought I thought I needed a a, a project manager mm. at that at the time. And it's just me doing the work. I'm meeting clients and with the project manager. Mm. So maybe like maybe if I get more projects, you know, mm. I mean, I can pass to the project manager. Maybe mm. he can find more freelancers mm. to get get things done. Mm. That was my thinking back mm. then, uh. But then it was like a bit weird because like most of the days he was, we were in the office together. And then like, uh, he looked at me. I, he can't do the work, ma. He can't do the groundwork. <laughs> yeah. Then I look. He looked at me. I look at him. <laughs> then like if we don't have projects, then it's like very awkward. <laughs> then, was, then he's like, yeah. Hey, uh, so we got this project, how? Uh, then who's gonna do the work? Then I tell him I do the work. Uh. And he say, uh, so, so what is this so, uh, what am I supposed to do? And he say, you manage me, oh. <laughs> like, very, very awkward. Very, wow, when I, when I think about it, it's very, very weird. Like, I'm not sure what's going on. At that point of time, I was like, I was like 20, 20, 23 or something. I wasn't sure what's going on or so. So it was like, very awkward. Then after a while, uh, decide that, no lah, we're not the right fit lah. So like, I had to let him go. <laughs> so after that, from the producer already, then I realized, oh, maybe the project manager is not the right fit. So I had to go hire now a motion designer. Mm. So the motion designer is actually a friend of mine. Mm. Then for him, we were actually doing uh, the, the military service together as well. Okay. We are actually in a media team. Oh. So he was actually my uh, sort of junior in a media team and in NYP as well. Mm. Junior then. 
Then he's so nice. NYP. NYP. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, he was hey, so nice. No commercial break. Yeah, commercial. <laughs> like, <laughs> so like, uh, what happens was like, he's very nice. Like, he, he really wanted to just like, help and support lah. And then like, I told him, I really told him up front lah. I told him like, I really can't afford like a, like a full timer. Mm. I can't really can't afford a full timer. But what I can do is like, I can get you in as an intern first. Mm. And then from there, like once uh, the business built up, then mm. from there, like I'll, we'll, we'll do a hire, la, like mm. from there, and then do a transition to a full time, which happened. I'm yeah. quite curious, right? Your first PM that you hired, yeah. How old? Like, was he older than you? Or was he younger than you at that time? I think he was slightly younger than me. <laughs> so bad. when you hire nowadays, yeah. Um, maybe now it has a bigger team, it doesn't quite matter, but it's the team. Uh, mostly like younger than you? Um, that's a very good question, actually. Because like most of... I, I'm, I'm 28 this year. So, uh, most... Our studios, right? The average age is about 23? 23? Wow. 24? So like, we... Yeah, so actually we're all pretty young. Mm. Like most of them, like sometimes fresh out of school, uh, they like for for example ladies they don't have to do military right? so like yeah. from there they can do they can work with us huh? so most of them are pretty young um but i do have older people old, old people older than me in the company as well mm. yeah so then the second part of my question then do you find it different in managing um someone older than you and someone younger than you it's like is it harder do you feel mm. on either side or easier because it's <laughs> they're older, they're more experienced. Yeah. Right. I think I think it has both sides. I think my only concern is like mm. whether there is that uh, mutual respect uh, for everybody in the office. So like the older person can go to the youngest person and like oh because I'm older than you, you know. Yeah. I mean in Singapore we don't really have it something like that. Mm. Like the culture is not really that lah. Mm. We really respect uh, each other and we kind of set a culture that's like that as well mm. So there's that uh, mutual respect going on. Mm. So of course, the, the ones that's older, they have a little bit more experience and things like that. Lah. Um, but it like, doesn't mean that the younger one doesn't have uh, sufficient experience. They, they sometimes have more, even more experience mm. in a certain area than the older ones. Yeah. Mm. So it's all about that mutual respect and balancing that. Lah. I think that's, the, that's the, the interesting thing. But in terms of communication, there's not much of an issue. It's not much of an issue, lah. I mean, maybe yeah, maybe uh, we try to we try to just we are a bit um, like how do I put it? Uh, very uh, very loose mm. in the office, mm. and there's no like proper like hierarchy or mm. you know like uh, in the sense that there's a proper hierarchy, but there isn't a, like oh there's this line between you and me. You know, I'm like oh like and then yeah. you're like yeah, there isn't anything like that, lah. So so like that's exactly why I wanted. Uh, when I when I was starting the company and so so yeah, yeah that's how it works. That's great. Um, so so from running a team of people to um doing you know your work. So right now, do you feel that your work is more in terms of um doing the actual designing work or actually more management in the sense that mm-hmm. running the people more? So mm-hmm. how do you split your time? You know because I guess you only have twenty four hours as well. Probably yeah. slightly, you have slightly more than us because you only sleep at 3 a.m. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know whether you. <laughs> it's a good thing, yeah. or not. But, but how do you then allocate your timing? You yeah. manage people more, or you actually do the actual work more? Yeah. Um. So these few days, I realized that yeah, 
I realised that I also only have 24 hours. <laughs> right? So like, I, I do my best to, I have a certain role. Uh. So everybody, uh, um, it's a big step for an entrepreneur to let one of your important roles go. Like for me, back then I was doing the motion design itself. Mm. I was doing the project management. Mm. I was doing everything else. Mm. So um, I had to slowly let go of my roles. Mm. So the first role I let go was actually doing the design work, the motion design work, the animation work. And I entrusted it to my team of animators and designers. Mm. The second hardest role for me let go was like project management. Mm. So I had to just let go of that portion. I had to bring in a project manager, you know, and trust her to go and take care of everything. Yeah. And of course, do training as well. La. But once that's settled, then now what am I, I'm focusing on is really more on like uh, keeping, uh, doing strategization mm. for the company. Mm. Like where you want to target, you know, what market you want to target, mm. uh, what countries you want to target. Um, sometimes we also do, I'm also doing, a, right now my role is a business dev, uh, biz dev. Mm. So I'm, I'm doing like, um, reaching out to people, doing meetings more often, yeah. you know, talking. Because I do have the background also, so I understand, like, you know, I understand what's complex and what's not so complex. Yeah. I can give timelines, estimated mm. timelines. I can give estimated budgets mm. off the top of my mind. So, mm. uh, because I'm, I'm so well-versed in that, mm. like, it's easy for me to do biz dev, mm. right? So that's what I've been doing. Uh. Mm. And then, um, yeah, slowly, my, my, it's like slowly getting people to just take away things from me, take away mm. things from me. Yeah, for me, for me, the next step is to the HR and, and finances and stuff mm, like this. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Very important. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, when uh, you know, now you work with a lot of big brands as well. We see your work in a lot of um, advertisements, you know. But which was the first big brand that you landed, or maybe not that you landed that you felt like, okay, this is gateway to the other ones, you know? Mm. Do you have anyone in mind? Uh, yes. There's a <laughs> lot. There's a number. Of, there's, a, there's a number of big projects that I I felt that we kind of had during our time, mm. but our actually our company just went through like a major sort of like re redirection in mm. terms of our um type of work, mm. our quality of work, or like that kind of direction that we're going for. So actually, it kind of happened only recently. I think early two thousand eighteen. Mm. Their project for uh, Razer actually. Mm. So that Razer project actually we wanted to try something new, something different. And wanted to push the bar even higher. Mm. So we implemented this uh, this traditional technique line into our uh, thing which is called frame by frame. Mm. Frame by frame animation. So we now do, f- we combine motion graphics, mm. frame by frame animation, and like a lot of traditional things. So now we are like sort of a mixture between animation and motion graphics. Yeah. So that, that project itself kind of sparked a new level for us mm. in terms of um, the kind of quality and a lot of people actually uses that, use that in our manifesto video mm. for like mm. references uh, for like different projects. Uh, yeah. mm. So that kind of sparked a new era of things. So that's where people came to you say, hey Benjamin, I want this style that you did mm. previously for this. So speaking about your strategy, right? Yes. Um, why did you decide to start another company or partner in another company that's mm. also a motion uh, design firm mm. or agency? Okay. Yeah. But thanks for raising that up. Oh, it's like, <laughs> this is my time to shine. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so basically, um, what, so this company is called Balance, mm. right? So what Balance is, is actually, it has two studios. 
uh, one in Singapore and one in Vietnam. In Singapore, uh, we actually have, it's more of like a sales uh, team here. And then in Vietnam, it's the production team. Okay. Yeah, so like I realized whenever my course of work, right, when I'm doing a lot of like startups come to me and they say, Ben, can you, you know, do this explainer video for me? Yes. We really want to get our brand out and things like that. Then most of the time it's like they don't have sufficient budget, uh, you know what I mean? And then like, so I found this kind of like this gap where, where uh, for startups, that they don't have an avenue to go to, mm -hmm. yeah. where that's where we do like a production house in Vietnam, and then like we have a creative director here in Singapore. Mm -hmm. So he will come and do like meetings and mm -hmm. stuff, find out what they need, and then from there they'll do the back end is all the. That way we are able to bring costs down also, yeah. mm -hmm. So it, it helps. It helps both parties, yeah. Uh. yeah. So do you see that as um, an expansion plan for both Genesis and Balance going forward? This kind of model where mm -hmm. you leverage on the um, our neighbors in that sense for the production support. Mm. Um, I would say Balance and Genesis are two separate entities, because mm. uh, Genesis we have a certain. We want to hit a certain mark, mm. a certain quality. So mm. for us, we are trying to reach out to other markets mm. and really kind of work with them. For example, we are reaching out to a lot of like uh, Asian, like further out Asian markets. Uh, for example, the China market mm. and things like that. We're trying to reach there. Mm. Whereas like Balance is really focusing on like Singapore and startups because mm. the startup culture here is actually quite prominent. Uh, mm. Especially with uh, all the neighboring blocks you were mentioning. Yeah. Like they have the whole block dedicated to startups mm. in the different units. Uh. Mm. So yeah, I think that that's, those are two different entities and two different directions. So um, we understand also, right, going back to the work that you do um, on a regular basis or so, mm. you have both worked with very small companies as well as the very large ones or so. So do you have any advice for especially people starting out, be it as freelancers or as um, their own small little company, mm. uh, in dealing with corporate clients because it's very different um, when you're dealing with um, I guess the you know friends where you get your first uh, job and say okay I'll help you do it yeah, you know, yeah, how much yeah. is it going to be a couple of thousand sure. okay fine yeah. and then suddenly you're in you're in a big meeting room with all the suits and then it's all very official mm. and there's a, meet, a person taking minutes and stuff so how mm. do you how do you transition or how do you deal with um, getting in corporate clients and how do you handle them okay uh, I think the first advice I can give is probably like um, value your own work mm -hmm. like because I think most of like students or, or anybody who's graduated you know so, or freelancers sometimes they don't know the value of their own work so like yeah. they always go into these meetings and then they feel like oh uh, my, my 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 graphic design is just it's just like pixels, like, you know, I'm just doing this for fun, you know, I, I'm drawing a cat, you know. <laughs> like, for them, it doesn't mean anything, yeah. you know, it just means like, oh, mm -hmm. uh, I'm having fun about this, my passion, you know, I'm yeah. having fun. But like, for the business, it may mean something else. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. for the business, it may mean like, with this, I'm able to capture more people to, 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 to go to my event or go to my, uh, to, to buy my product. And then from there, revenue, I have like my... Uh, RI, which is my return on investment, right? Like, mm. like it all builds up. But like for a graphic designer, because we're not really, or designers in general, we're not really trained in that to see things further than it, it is mm. that we tend to undervalue our own work mm. and our own worth. Mm. So 
whenever sometimes we as as freelancers we go into a meeting and then like you see everybody with like corporate like suits and everything right yeah. you feel a bit jittery right because like mm-hmm. they don't they don't know the like how much impact they're actually bringing to that mm-hmm. so like the first thing is like really just go in there and like maybe be confident uh, really really just go in really be like don't be don't be cocky lah. I mean, like <laughs> just go in, like do like some jumping jacks or something like that. You know, feel confident. Go in, feel confident. Know your value, know your worth, and just uh, just share. You know your thought process, and people do appreciate that lah, That they ex- your expertise, your thoughts go behind your product, mm. the thoughts behind your designs. They they do appreciate that lah. Mm. Yeah. The only other issue I face is like probably they call me um every time I go for a meeting with these corporates, yeah. and sometimes they will tell me oh. Hey, you look quite young. Uh. <laughs> like, I mean, at the end of the meeting, like, you're like, hey, uh, how are you, by the way? <laughs> then, like, for me, I, I'm so used to it that for me, I'm like, uh, like, I have no worries, no worries. No, no, like, I've got countless of clients like, asking me my age and things like that. <laughs> like, oh, actually, I'm just, uh, I'm just like, at that point of time, I was like 20, let's say 24 when I started a company. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I'm just, I'm 24 years old. Then they look at me like, like, whether I can trust this person or not. Are you, know you sure? I mean? yeah, are you sure? Like, this is my ROI, no? This is my, like, can I trust this person or but then all you need to really do is like be confident with your work, you know. Like I've done it for so many brands already, you know. Like this, like I've been working with so many agencies, studios, brands, like, and that's that's uh, this is this is my specialty, uh, Like I've been doing this for a long run. Mm. So the moment you are you're confident that you are sure that you are, your your personality shows uh, that you're a bit more of a, a overachiever. Like you really want to achieve something. You want really want to prove yourself. Yep. Your age really doesn't really. Yeah. Like we can take it out of the equation now, right? Yeah. In that sense. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. after all, the client is hiring a specialist. Yes, correct. In whichever field you are, yeah, you, you might be in la. But I guess it comes with practice, la, Right. Yeah. So yeah. if you are a first-time freelancer or you're just starting out, then of course you definitely will feel a bit nervous, especially yeah, if you yeah. look a bit young and all this. Yeah. But you know, like Benjamin has been freelancing for a while. You know, before mm. you set out a company, so I think that gave you a bit more confidence. Yeah, you know, for sure, hundred percent. You know, yeah, I'll be able to actually carry that through. Yeah, yeah a bit it's good more. practice. Yeah, but you yeah. have to practice. Yeah. yeah. So, so to all freelancers out there, especially if you're starting out, right? I think practice make perfect. It's still the same thing, yes, right? Yes. You just have to keep doing it, right? It doesn't matter the first two times, maybe you will fail, you don't get a deal. It doesn't yeah. matter. Mm. The most important thing is just keep on trying, and you will reach a point where you will get it right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of, was there any one time where you felt like you made a huge boo boo? Like, Oh wow. man, yeah. in front of this big guy, oh, they're never going to give me a, yeah, a deal yeah. anymore. They never have since then. <laughs> I mean, it's a tough question, but did it, it ever happen? Wow, it happens a number of times. Uh, and and I, I'm not going to lie. It's like, for me, it's um, like, I, I would just feel bad through the whole day. Maybe the next day or so, I feel like, oh, I should have done it better. Or like, I should have made a mistake, you know, or I made a mistake before and then like, happen again and then like and then the the thing is that I, I, I beat down on myself quite a bit uh, which mm. which shouldn't be the case like it's uh, what after that ever since that those those times I've taken it like, as a learning lesson that um, these are steps I need to fail first before I can climb up right so like mm. the harder I fall first and then after that the, the harder I'll bounce back up mm. uh, I was young and naive <laughs> <laughs> okay so what happens is that I am a person that uh, I'm a night I'm a night person that's why I can work until 3 in the morning yeah. I'm a night person mm. so sometimes when I'm, I'm grinding like at that point of time when I was doing work right we just got started 10 to 3 in the morning sometimes I wake up late for sure right so um, then sometimes I set like meetings um, 
like really early because I want to make full use of my day. Yeah. So that's that time where I, 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 I became, I went late for a meeting. Not only just late, but like when I woke up and then I looked at my phone and then like the, the, the client was calling me like, oh, three times I'm supposed to meet her at this cafe. Mm. I was calling her three times really and then I looked at the time, I'm like, Bleh. okay, that was like self-censored. I was like, <laughs> after that, when I, when I looked at them, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't rush and reach there in time or so. Not only that, I think it was like so late already that the person already went home already. <laughs> it was like that bad. It was like so went back already and then it was like so pissed at me and everything like that. So, wow, that was like really, you know, like those days where you wake up where you feel very sucky already. You know, first, the first thing, first. Then after that, you just had to, the way that I tried to solve the whole scenario was that actually I went down to the person's uh, mm, office. Office, mm. I bought them like some coffee, some drinks and things like that. And just, just sincerely apologize because... Mm. I think it's it's better to be um better to be sincere, better mm. to be vulnerable and better to be authentic mm. and just like really from the depths of my heart <laughs> just really <laughs> apologize together with like this copy and this, you know. Like I uh, like and just tell them like really sorry like, and, like just yeah. be honest, I'm not gonna lie. I like, yeah. had a late night last yeah. night and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's always good to admit your mistake. I mean if it's a genuine mistake. Yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. everybody make mistake once in a while. I think that's fine. Yeah. The most important thing is, you know, admit your mistake and just really be like what Benjamin says, sincere yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so this is one situation where you had a boo, right? Then what about the most challenging clients? Have you met with any uh challenging client that you cannot manage or you find it hard to manage the client? Challenging yeah. clients. Where maybe they're you know against all your creative advice mm. they will still choose to do something that you really don't like <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you know i mean um i'm, I'm not gonna specifically name a client of course, of course. but of course there, there is a uh, there are some times where we when we do projects because this is our our day-to-day you know what i mean mm. like there's a framework and there's a process on how we how we uh make sure that the foundation is strong mm. before we're able to deliver the final product. Yeah. So sometimes we have, we have come across some clients that they don't um, they don't want to follow our framework or mm. they want to skip the framework or like they just want to see the final result. Mm. They don't care uh, how it's getting done. Uh. Mm. And that's a, that's a big problem for us because we need approvals and we need like confirmations before we invest that time mm. and to do it. So once we just show you the final product, if you don't like it, then then what does that mean? Like, do we have to redo everything or do we recharge you like the whole time we spend? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that gets really, really tricky. So the only thing we can do is like really like educate the client. Um, educate the client, share with them, this is our framework, this is how we usually work. And we, we've been running the company for this long already. And then like, this is how we get our, how, at least how we can assure that there, there is a proper, um, that everybody's happy la, through the whole process. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if we can't do that, then I mean, then maybe we are not the right fit for mm. each other, you know. Because mm. like, to be honest, like this client, we had to, we had to, um, we had to um, just let them know like, you know, whatever we've done before that, you know, um, we can, I'll just share with you like for free, la, but mm. we'll just cut the project then. then. Mm. Like, so it's, it's almost like, it's almost like um, firing the client Mm. In, in that sense sometimes we do have to make that move to mm. to prevent further losses yeah. or, or, or prevent more heart pains and more like mm. struggles yeah. on both sides mm. you know what I mean like I rather they find I rather we cut it and then they find someone who uh, who can who they've worked with before and who yep. can work with that mm. and then I like 
it's it's sort of our way of like really sh- not taking anything and just wishing them like all the best you know yeah. like this if you found someone you're happy with like like I would recommend you to you know work with them mm. cause yeah. it will make you happier so like in that yeah. sense <laughs> la, yeah. and make everybody happier so. sometimes it doesn't it doesn't make sense to just grab onto every client that comes yeah, your yeah. way as well that's right do you think it's a good time for you know people to come into the industry uh, in my own opinion like whenever I go to like grad shows mm. and a lot of like different uh, graphic design you know like a lot of different um, what do you call that um courses right the teachers yep. graphic design yeah. teachers animation all of them like kind of slowly kind of but surely like you'll see some people doing motion graphics mm-hmm. for some reason mm-hmm. like and it's because like it's it's getting more and more prominent in the whole industry already because yep. motion graphics has always been there it's, it's always been there but it's not really uh i would say it's it's not really like it's not really like a strong cost. It was sort of in the background sort to support background. others. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I would say like animation. Animation yeah. is like really everybody, you just say animation, everybody knows, knows what that is. Yeah, when you say true. motion graphics, I still have people scratching their heads. Yeah, yeah so like, but... Isn't it animation? Yeah, <laughs> then what's the difference? Yeah. So like, yeah. Do you so, get it asked a lot? Yes, yeah. a lot, a lot. So what I would just tell them is like motion graphics is... Graphic design, but we make it move. Moved. Yes. <laughs> it's like the, it's the same. So they all, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they say it like that. So like, okay. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think this is like the, it, it will definitely become more mainstream as time goes on. Uh, and as people get more educated and as technology like improves. Because like, as now as you can see, like video content itself is already, the algorithms for video content is already yeah. like they are bumping it up yeah, like a lot yeah. on all social media platforms. Yeah. And you know, for your naturally for your like television, broadcasts, your films, yeah. anyway. So naturally, um motion graphics would require more and more there's more and more jobs for motion graphics. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, and then there are other mediums that's dying out also mm. as time goes on. So mm. definitely see a growth in that. Mm. Mm. So where do you see yourself in the next five years from now? Ah, next five years. That's your five-year plan. <laughs> My five-year plan. So, uh, for us, five years plan, I will be doing a bit more specific work. Like, I, I used to be doing everything, but now mm. I'm just doing, like, one specific role, which is, like, sales development, which is um, just, just meeting people, doing team, uh, doing, building a sales team. Yeah. On top of that, um, I'll be flying a lot overseas, actually. Mm. We're actually um, doing a lot of this um, work where I'm doing flying overseas for meetings, yeah. doing uh, clients, meeting clients that um, that are overseas and doing business with them, mm. Yeah. So, Surya, how did you find that transition from being someone who had to do the grant work of actual designing and um, you know all the motion graphics was on you, and then you had to let that go in the very beginning, mm. um, you know, like you mentioned your first hire. Mm. Yeah. And then now it's entirely like what you say. I'm not going to do that anymore and I'm just going to focus on business mm. development. It's actually a very huge jump yes. in what you have to do. How do you cope with that? Or like, is it still a struggle every day? Or have you come to enjoy it in your own way? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. You think me, all these hard questions. Yeah, because as a creative, you know, that's when you're yeah. to start doing yeah, business, yeah, it's yeah. going to be tough in that way. Yeah, yeah for, for me... um. Every every night I when I lie on my bed I, I will do a like there's one tear that will drop. You know? <laughs> like Ben like you never touched the crazy folk for so long already. Oh. You know? 
Then like, <laughs> I was always at the start of comfort. At the start when I was doing, you know, motion design, I was like, oh, I'm going to be the best motion designer. Yeah. And then now I'm like, emails. <laughs> I'm like, emails. And go then meetings. Like, then, yeah, go yeah. meetings. At night, and then like, just this tear. Like, what am I doing with my life? No lah, but like, I've come to do, do that fact where I have enjoyed um, celebrating with my team's victory as, mm-hmm. a, as a whole. Mm-hmm. So, Whenever I, I'm, I'm, I'm meeting clients, I'm sharing the clients, you know, this is our capability, this is what you are good at, mm. and we see that result being delivered, mm. I think, uh, and I see the whole process during that time, right? Mm. It's like, for me, that's the most enjoyable thing. Mm. Yeah. And then, I enjoy it also when my team, like, sometimes they show me work. Hey, Ben, uh, what do you think of this? Then I'll just do go like that. Wah. Then I'll see the most amazing animation, right? I was like, <gasps> like, for me, I celebrate. I'll, I'll be like, you know, office we're a bit more loose, uh, so I'll be like, oh, <laughs> like we, we get a bit high, like we get quite crazy la. So we we, we enjoy I, I think that's an enjoyment. Like that's for yeah. me I really enjoy the kind of memories, the kind of uh, the kind of support for one another. I really enjoy it. La, He's yeah, like a proud father, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Really, really <laughs> with all my uh, kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so, thank you so much for sharing. I think it has been a very interesting talk for the last um you know, for the last 30 minutes or so. Yeah. Right. But we'd like to pose you one last question. So, Yanni, would you like sure. to do the honour? <laughs> so, if you could give one piece of advice to yourself when you were starting out, you know, those years ago, oh. what would it be? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, like, uh, naturally, in, in life, it's, uh, because you're so busy focusing on your work that you know your your how do I say that life uh like how do I say uh personal life personal life yeah. yes <laughs> the personal life right it tends to I uh, just kind of slim down so like your friends are social drama it's natural uh, it's natural uh. that's why uh, it's also normal uh. it's just normal okay. but it's all it's all it's all part of the fun uh. it's all part of the fun. But now you have a whole team of team colleagues, of colleagues friends, friends, families, yeah. you know, all surrounding exactly, you. Exactly, exactly. little babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now more, you're like, more like a father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, no problem, Ben, no problem. for Thank sharing you. with Thanks. us. Thanks, Ben. Right. Thank you so much to your audience as well for joining us in another episode of our Freelance Creative Exchange. So if you have enjoyed the show, do click the like button and the subscribe button or leave a comment below. Subscribe and hit the bell button so you don't miss out on our next episode or our next interview. Until then, see you soon. Bye! Bye!